Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. And I'm Ann Bonney, redhead impersonator and an expert in change management and leadership that people want to follow. Okay, Ann. What are we going to talk about today? You know, I would like to interview you and ask you a question. And maybe I'll have something to say because it's likely. But let's talk about networking events. And when you walk into the networking event by yourself, knowing nobody, but a lot of them know you. Like maybe you're a salesperson for the organization. Maybe you were the speaker or you did a conference session or whatever. I find those so awkward, and I would love to know your strategy when you walk into an event like that. Sure, happy, happy to, happy to help because um, you, you know, to me, you know, and I just just went through this a week or so ago. You know, it frequently happens. At, at, as you know, when you speak, as they say, "Hey, can you come to the uh, reception?" You know, and, and it's like, well, I, my in, in this last one, I was actually supposed to go up to Bowling Green. Uh, Kentucky. I was in Nashville. I was supposed to go up to Bowling Green the next day. The ice storm that came in prevented that from happening. That's a whole nother story. Traveling. That's a, that's a traveling podcast story. Um, mm. Yeah. Three cancellations. And I got home an hour earlier than I was supposed to. Wow. Yeah, the gods of the, the gods of travel smiled on me that day. I, I had that one time where I was like, how did I get home? And my other flight, they're sending me all these delay. It was bizarre. Anyway. Yeah. Let's not, let's not go down that working. rabbit hole. Or we'll do it after the podcast. We'll share we'll share word stories. But but I, so I, I went to the reception. You know, they I got invited that night. I had nothing else to do, and I was like, oh, there'll be some food there. I'll eat some cheap you know hors d'oeuvres that really aren't that good. And you know, I'll have I thought fun. you were gonna say I'll eat some cheese. I was like, just that's random. I'm just gonna have a piece of cheese. Right, occasionally anyway, do do that too. So yeah, I, I just you know, and and again, there was probably I don't know four or five hundred people at the event. And 50 of them were in my room. So, you know, I don't know how many of the 50 actually attended this event. So there are going to be some people who knew me. Um, I probably would have recognized two faces, recognized two or three faces there that I had met earlier. So I was Mm -hmm. in that situation. And what? so what did you do? What do you do? Well, the first thing I do is I walk up to the bar and use one of those drink coupons they gave me. (laughs) Bar is a great place to meet people, but you know it's really no different than when I was uh, in uh, local businesses before I was speaking, and I would go to networking events where I didn't know anybody and they didn't know me. There's really no difference. Um, it maybe it's somewhat easier because people actually recognize you. So, but but you don't know anyone, and the the trick is just be interested in them. But it's just it's the breaking into conversations like part of me I've heard that like if, if there's a table and a couple some people are talking and there's an empty chair great go sit down and you know or if there's an opening in a group just kind of walk up but I don't know how many times I've kind of walked up and gotten completely ignored and it's so like do I get up now this is so awkward and I'm like a friendly person you're, you're incredibly I'm fine I find it hard that anybody ignores I you I know that's why I get la- now I'm like terrified of it. And I just got booked to speak on a cruise. 
And so I'm going to be on the cruise the whole time. And I've got a breakout and a keynote. So I need to get ready for this. Yeah. So one, sometimes I look for the low hanging fruit. And by that, I mean, there's a, there's a couple spots. So when people are talking, a lot of times people will be circled up, right? There is no opening. Well, Mm -hmm. that's really awkward. So I don't enter that scenario. Right. You know, and that's fine. And on the other side, people are sometimes it's, you know, I heard it called the, the open third or open three. And folks, a good tip for you, if you're talking with somebody, instead of square face to face, if it's two of you, right, or in a triangle, if there's three of you, right, leave one side open. That becomes somewhat inviting. Um, and so I'll walk up to that group, you know, and I'm, you know, I might just break in and say, you know, uh, you know, hi, I'm Dave. And you are. It just seems so simple. Yeah. Um, it depends on what's going on in the conversation. Sometimes I hear something that, you know, I go, oh, I couldn't help but overhearing. I apologize. But, you know, it's people know that. I Networking event, yeah. You know, do you mind if I jump in? Because I'm really curious with something, right? That's another good. But the easiest way to start is to find the other people who are walking around with nobody to talk to. Mm. I yeah. did that one time. I was at the Hard Rock Hotel in a, it was an, it was an evening party at a trade show and one of the big brands was putting it on. And I was like, all right, that person over there is by himself. I'm going to go walk up to him. He didn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and it was loud enough anyway. So even if he had, it would have been difficult to hear each other. But um, yeah, that was, that was my moment. So. Yeah. The other thing, and, and here's, this is, this is a trick folks that if you haven't learned this yet, I want to give this to you now, because this works really well. You look somebody in the eye and smile. And if they smile back, walk up, put your hand out and say, hi, I'm, and don't use my name because that's really bad, but <laughs> hi, I, I'm Dave. <laughs> right. Doesn't work, but I, I'm Dave and you are. Maybe that's where I've been going around. I see, I keep saying, hi, I'm Dave. And they're like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that could be it. That could be it. I, I find it hard to believe you don't break into anything. But- well, it's just so awkward. And you know what? What I've found, and maybe I'll start doing this. What I've found is that when I have a job, like I'm giving out raffle tickets or handing out, you know, tchotchkes or signing people in at the door, it's a lot easier because then you kind of meet people and then you can say hi to them along the way. Yeah, I, I guess for me in, you know, years of, like I said, chamber events and other networking events, you know, you're there to network. People know that it is a little different. Like I said, like the event where, where I was at, where you frequently find yourself, where it's a reception for the attendees who like to clump up and talk to their friends. They know from the association or from the group or from the company or whatever it might be at the same time, who cares? Yes. It's going to be awkward. Okay. You know, I think, I think that's where I need to just get over it is just like, yeah, okay, it's going to be awkward. Go do it. It's like, whatever. Well, and the, isn't it more fulfilling, at least for me, it's more when it's awkward, when it's tough. And then I break in and I have a good conversation. It's sort of like, well, okay. Yeah, that was awkward. And <laughs> guess what? Great. I got through that. Yeah. And, and it's again, one of those things, success begets success, right? The more you do it and get used to doing it, the awkwardness doesn't change. You just recognize it's like that first half mile of a run, you know, mm-hmm. you're going on an eight mile run and that first half mile just sucks. It's the worst. And and I don't care how long you've been running for, right. There's, there's a period where from, from the 
first step to whether it's a quarter mile, half mile, you know, where you just, your body hasn't in a rhythm yet. And then you get in that rhythm and it's like, all of a sudden, okay, I feel better. And and that's what happens to these things. It's like, yeah, the first one's kind of awkward. Okay. I feel like that shy kid in the corner, you know, nobody likes me. You know, you go all that trash place in your head and then you say hello to somebody and you go, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. And I, and I, I've done this before where I arm myself with three questions, like, you know, how's the conference going? What's your favorite session been or things like that, just to kind of like when they're giving you one word answers that isn't creating, like some people you go up and it's easy to start a conversation because they're volleying back at you. And now we're having a conversation, but it's when somebody just gives you one word answers, you know, no, yes, that one, (laughs) you know, it, 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 you need those questions to be able to, to get it going. Well, it's funny. You bring up one of my favorite topics with that because, and this, I've talked about this in other podcasts, Darren and I talked about this in one of our early podcasts when we first started doing this, but I have a, I developed this when I was in sales and I had to break the ice because the first step of every sales process, irrespective of who's teaching and what names they call it, right? It's building rapport, bonding Mm -hmm. and rapport, whatever you want to call it. And I always felt awkward. Like, so you got kids? No. Right. Um, Have you lived here long? Yes. You know, yes, no questions are bad. So you want to come up with open-ended questions. Uh. And the questions I ask are, you know, something like, you know, first of all, you know, who, where, you, where, you, where are you from? That's not, that's open-ended, but, you know, and like, what, what's the company, especially at a networking event or a business event, like association thing like I was just at, or what department do you work with? And then how long have you been there? Mm-hmm. Okay. What were you doing before this? So I have this preset that are business related mm. because it's a little tough with somebody you just met to say, so uh, married, got kids, what's going on with the family? Got, <laughs> right? I mean, it's so personal. I'm married, lady, go away. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not. Uh you you may get the ring coming off and uh, no, not married. <laughs> I'm not going to flatter myself. <laughs> no, but I think I think that's, yeah, arming myself with those open-ended questions because when I'm in that awkward moment, I don't, you know, I don't come up with them and I'm like, just talk to me. This is so awkward. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's this comes back to pre-planning, right? So when you have those ahead of time, you don't have to think on the spot. And what I, what I, when I teach this, what I teach people to do is don't just come up with a question, then think, what are the possible answers and what's a good follow on question based on what, so, you know, how long have you been with the company? Okay. Well, there's really only two answers to that. Long time or a short time. That's it. Now you get to decide which is which, Right. And sometimes if somebody does like that, to me, they sort of that five, six years is, is that a long time or a short time? So then I'll ask them, I'm like, is that a long time or a short time? Yeah, right. Because some right? some people working in some companies might be like, oh, it's been forever. Yeah. And here are six months. Is that a long time or short time? Oh my God, it's five lifetimes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is they doing there? I'm waiting for the two year mark to go by so I can change, get a new job without having it ding my resume, you know? Well, and you know, I've gone into companies before where they'll say, oh, I've only been here 16 years. And those are the ones, you know, where they've been there. There's people who've been there 25, 30 years. 40 years. uh, Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And so, okay. If you know, there's only two answers, long time or a short time, right. Then, and, and really there's actually still one follow on question before that. What, you know, 
So if it's a short time, what were you doing before this? Yep. If it's a long time, it's were you always in this job? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, oh, how do you make the move? Right. I, I talked to a woman um, at this conference. She she runs the uh, Kentucky chapter. Uh, sorry, the the uh, Indiana. Um, I'm sorry, Tennessee. I forgot what state I was in. The Tennessee chapter for the, the National Association, she'd only been doing it six months. I said, what were you doing before this? She was a server. Huh? Right. So I'm like, well, this, so, so now all of a sudden it's like, well, there's a story there. Yeah. How'd you move from being a server in a bar to being the executive director for the Tennessee chapter, right? And, and then I get, you know, her background and she was a degree in social working and what her aspirations were and then how she, right? And all of a sudden there's a connection. Mm-hmm. It's just about making that connection and getting people comfortable talking. You know, I mean, I think perhaps, perhaps the COVID did it to us, perhaps the social media and being so connected to our phones and not to other humans, perhaps we have gotten to that point where it is, takes a little bit longer to create that comfort and that trust. And, and I want to point something out. And Anne, I know you and I haven't, I haven't asked permission to this, but I, I know you're comfortable with this. I know you really damn well, but I want folks to listen to this. Ann and I are both professional speakers. Our job is to create connections with people from the stage or from the front of a classroom or in in that sort of environment. And I happen to know that Ann is really damn good at that. And yet in a networking environment, she's confessing to us all that she can be uncomfortable doing it. And the reason I want to point this out is to let you know, it can be really uncomfortable for professionals. So don't feel bad about it. Well, and it's true. And I think it goes down to roles and the roles that we play with other people. You know, if you're salesperson, you have a certain role that's going to play a part in creating that role. If you're that lady in the leather jacket that's going to be up on stage later, you have a certain role with people in the audience. And so, you know, I, I, I have finally had to get to the point where I just will smile through it. And you, what I've gotten good at it is right before, but I'm still uncomfortable saying I'm your keynote speaker today. Like it's just, I'm just, until I get up there, I'm not a show up. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, and I, I thought the good question would be, what are you looking forward to from today's conference? And the only answer I ever have gotten is, oh, I, I'm hoping to learn something. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, awesome. Okay. Bye. <laughs> And then I run for the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think honestly, I, and it's never gave this any thought, but my guess is that most people really haven't given a lot of thought to what it is they want to learn. I'm hoping to learn something. Yeah. And you know, sure. the, the good news there is you can't disappoint. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this isn't that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I need to let go of my commitment to the awkwardness and just to being uncomfortable with the awkward. Right. Embrace the I awkwardness. Need to embrace the awkward. And you know what, folks? Here's I've never done this, but I would I, I would invite everybody to consider that, you know, if you're feeling awkward and you're you're standing in front of somebody and you're kind of doing that, you know, that um 12 year old shuffle, you know, you know what I'm talking about when you're 12 and you're just noticing, you know, that people, there's an attraction between people that uh, you didn't really feel when you were six, right? And and the feet start shuffling, you start looking down, own it. 
maybe even look at the other person and go, if this is true, if this is true, don't you kind of hate these networking events? I never know what to say to somebody. Try being that honest with somebody. I promise you, the result will be amazing. I bet, bet that would be good in the bar line. You know where I have good conversations with people at these events, actually? The bathroom? In the ladies' room line, yes. How did I know that? I wonder why that is. It's funny you said that. So when I went to the men's room, there was a line. Y'all don't, oh, that never happens, does it? Well, here's the thing. It's, a, it's very, very right. And I, I looked at the guys, I'm like, is this a sporting event? Yeah. And, and and then we realized because this was electrical contractors, right? It's a predominantly male business. And so we started joking about that. And that became this whole conversation in the men's room line. Mm. Yeah. Probably because nobody's clumped up in the men's room, in the in the bathroom line. It was a, well, right. You know, they're it, not they're not with their friends. It's right. It, it's it's a line, first of all. Right. Because right. you don't you don't circle up. So it's a line, which means it's naturally open for conversation. Um, yeah. And yeah, you especially guys, we don't go like, hey, come to the bathroom with us. That's a girl thing. <laughs> I, I don't do that, but some do. Yes, you're right. But <laughs> guys don't generally do that. Yeah. And once yeah. you're in, you're you don't make a whole lot of conversation. I understand. Well, I mean, this was a single holer, so yeah. Okay. You know, but but yeah, I mean, you certainly don't talk to strangers at the urinal. That's one of those. Right. That's where I was headed. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to hang out in the bathroom, so that can't be my strategy because <laughs> I think they'd be like, uh, "Meeting organizer, your keynote speaker is hanging out talking to people in the bathroom. That's that's a little weird. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I might not get invited back next year." <laughs> Right. But why can't we do the same thing when we're not in the bathroom? Well, and I like the bar line, though I haven't been drinking. The food line, I imagine, is similar to the bar line. Yeah. And of course, you have the food as a topic of conversation. Right. Don't you love these little shrimps? Or, man, aren't these little crab cake balls drier than anything with Sahara? Just every time there's ball food, I giggle. I'm so mature. So yeah, the, uh, yeah. I think I just need to pick my strategy, pick a couple questions and just go for it and just be okay that it's awkward. Yeah. I mean, it really is that simple. And I bet you they're, as, they're feeling as awkward about me standing there as they are, as I am. So. <laughs> oh my God, it's the keynote speaker. What can I say to her? It's hard not to think, oh, they don't want me here. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. It's like, I got hired for the keynote, you know, this is not my crowd. I did my job and what do I do now? Well, but I've heard that the meeting organizers love it when you interact with, you know, and when you're there and it's a great, again, a great way to network, whether you're in sales, whether it's a new group, whether it's your group or an association group, getting out and meeting new people can help you do more business. So, and you know, it just sort of, yeah, it makes for a, more fun and more interactive events. So I can understand why the meeting planners would like us there. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I honestly, I love doing it myself because again, it, if, if it's the night before the program, a lot of times I pick up stories that I weave into, into mm -hmm. my, my, or my keynote or my breakout, whatever I'm doing. And even if it's afterwards, like this last one was, so what, you know, I mean, I'm making connections and, and uh, you know, 
And I'm not saying it's potential new business. Sure, that sounds a little mercenary. It really isn't about that. And it is. Right. Well, and yeah, exactly. From a transact, not from a transactional standpoint, but from that like building relationships. And oh, you remember Dave, that guy we talked to after the thing and he spoke so good and we wanted to hire him. He, they're more likely to remember you if they see you more. Yeah. And, and and hopefully, you know, hopefully somebody's listening to this, you know, if they have an issue, they're comfortable enough now because we met, they understand I put my pants on one leg at a time. I've tried two at a time and I'm just not old. I'm too, too old to jump up and hit the pants hole leg opening simultaneously. So one leg at a time now. Yeah. Now your, I want to go try putting on a pair of pants, two legs at a time. I want to see that video that. Um, okay. It's not pretty. There will be tooth problems. <laughs> the blood spurting from the nose. At, at any rate, right? And hopefully somebody will go comfortable. They go, you know what? Let me, let me reach out to Dave, see if he has a solution for me. Yeah. You know? Because I want to help people. Right. That's the hope. I love it. Well, you've helped me. Good. And my okay. day is complete. After my, yes, after my keynote tomorrow morning, I will go to the lunch and I will be awkward and embrace it. Break a leg. In fact, I think if I fake the confidence, that's also going to help. Just pretend that I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, go go either way. You know, I can act enough. Well, remember, the secret to success is sincerity. And when you can fake that, you've got it made. <laughs> Amen. All right. Let us know next week. Thanks, everyone. We'll let you know how it goes. Take care. That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. This is Dave Rosenberg, and you can find my website at LockedOnLeadership.com. And this is Ann Bonnie at YourChangeSpeaker.com. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them.